this is Invest Like a Honeybee, the podcast where you learn to be smart with your money and invest wisely. Before we get started, please remember that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. I'm not an investment advisor. Please make sure you discuss any changes to your portfolio with your registered advisors. I may continue to hold stocks I discuss in this podcast or not, depending on when you listen to this podcast. This is about Invest Like a Honeybee. I'm Henry J. Speck. Let's get started. It is Sunday, July 23rd, 2023, and I wanted to give you this podcast discussion because I'm working through it in my own brain. Last week, uh, you know, we hear more about inflation and, and our Canadian government, as well as in the U.S., talks about inflation being way down. In fact, in Canada, they said 2.8%. And I said, what planet are you living on and how do you calculate this? And more importantly, I I started looking at some personal costs and I started thinking, well, there is a personal inflation rate. And, and I wrote about it in a free blog. You can pick it up on Beehive. Same name as this, Invest Like a Honeybee. Uh, it comes out twice a month. And in it, I sort of discussed some, some categories of how I calculate uh, personal inflation and I want you to do that too so I'm going to talk a little bit more about that today in detail so hopefully you can just even think about it in rough terms so that you can properly plan so let me define what that is so personal inflation really is the change in price year over year to the things the products and services and all the things you purchase to survive in your micro climate micro you know, um, economic world or basically your neighborhood, what it costs you to live. And how has that changed year over year? And so when you think about that number, a lot of it has to do with how you live. If you go to restaurants every day, um, if you drive a big car or big truck or, um, or about to move to a new apartment, or have your mortgage renewed. Here in Canada, you, the maximum you can get is a 10-year. Most people get less than five-year rates, which means they reset every short time period. So if your mortgage is about to reset, what will that mean? And so on. So I wanted to go through a list with you today to talk about personal inflation. If you've read the blog, you know I've calculated my own, and it's uh, it's not 2.8%. Um, there are a number of categories we all have to pay for, and the first one is food. So if you look at food year over year, you know, if you take one point, and here's the other problem. If you take one point in time and you say, okay, today, what's the cost of a basket of groceries versus a year ago? But you have to calculate your food over the year because you eat for the year. And we had some significant spikes in, in food costs, not just um, the past year, but the past probably three or four years. So food inflation has to do with the difference in price that you're paying to go to the grocery store. What you're used to paying, if you have a budget, most of us, it's hard to keep to a budget because you have to buy food. You can't really skimp. You might change what you're buying, but you still have to buy something. Now, in this community where I live, and I'll tell you about the micro sort of market or my own neighborhood, I'm surrounded by farms, and there are three um, farmers markets that are open every day just down from where I live. So I can tell you that when I go down and buy a basket of vegetables versus buying those in a grocery store, I'm about 70% less in cost. The cost of the 
basket from the farmer's gone up, but com in comparison, not significantly. Um, some products have. Uh, I just bought sweet corn the other day. It was way up. I think it was like 7 or $8 a dozen. But when you think of a meal for two, you buy six cobs of corn, you're talking 3 or $4. It's pretty reasonable, uh, and you hope the the farmer makes enough to have a good profit and keep farming because when they go out of business, just like the restaurants we've noticed, when they go out of business, there's nothing to replace them. We're also encouraged when we see next generation, and it looks like the one berry farm down the road has moved to that. So uh, we just picked up 60 pints of raspberries and put them in the freezer because you can't really find around here good um, fruit in January. It's difficult. A uh, local greenhouse system has started to grow strawberries indoors, but that's later in the winter, usually March, February, before you start seeing those. So anyway, our our grocery um, inflation is well over 10%, probably 15%, because when all of the markets shut down for the winter, we're back at the grocery stores where prices are in excess of 20% more year over year. Next, like, let's look at transportation. I see so many, I've been on the road a bit, I see so many large trucks, pickup trucks, and SUVs and crossovers and these crazy cars, 50, 60, 70, $100,000 for a pickup. And I think, well, th these pickups have never seen dirt. They've never hauled, they've never been on a farm. They've never had, you know, rocks or shovels or soil or fill or whatever. And so, they're, in my opinion, they're a waste of energy and resources. Um, for me, in my micro world, uh, used Volkswagen Jetta. Um, always buy used. Um, never pay more than 20 grand on a car. I think even 15 is too much. Uh, and when I see some of the prices being paid today, it just drives me crazy. Just recently, I had a trip. We were at a wedding near, north of Toronto, five hours in the car. And when I got to the location, I had a full tank. And when I got to the location, my, my gas gauge was only down a quarter of a tank. And I thought, there's something wrong with my gas gauge. I got to be, you know, there's got to be something wrong. So I went to the gas station to fill it up there. It was only $31 to drive for five hours because of the car. So I just think there's a lot coming with uh, EVs and all this stuff. But, I mean, 31 bucks of gas to drive for five hours is pretty inexpensive. Now, the price of gas has gone up significantly. Uh, it used to cost me $55, $60 to fill my tank when empty. Now it's 80 90 So transportation costs have gone up significantly. And with that, you have to calculate your auto insurance, cost of maintenance, has it gone up where you live? In my case, everything has gone up somewhat. Certainly the cost of, uh, of gas has gone up and uh, also maintenance. Let's switch to housing because food and shelter are, you know, two pretty important things we all need. So if you're renting, uh, you may be under rent control, but if you're moving, you're going to notice a significant increase in rent in my community here. Um, well over 20, 30, 40 percent, some cases 50, 60 percent, depending on what you're paying. Home ownership has gone up in the sense of if you have a mortgage, um, you know, interest has gone up well over 100, some cases 200 percent, uh, as have property taxes. Uh, there are new valuations coming out, and some provinces already have them. In some cases, those property taxes have gone up well over 100 percent. Uh, so housing has certainly gone up uh, greater than the 2.8% that the government claims. 
The next big one is taxes. I just mentioned property taxes, but taxes overall are, are probably the largest um, and the greatest thing we pay. Now, on food, there is no taxes, but on most other things we pay here, what's called HST, um, and that's a combination provincial federal tax on services. So as those products and services go up, uh, so does the tax bite. So if something goes from 100 uh, to $120 in, 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 in cost and it's taxable, you're going to pay an extra um, 3 or $4 on that taxes, which equates uh, to probably about 20% as well. So the increase in taxes equates the increase in inflation on the product you're purchasing. There's also an increase in government costs, so a bond. So the government borrows money here in Canada and the United States to, to run its services. When they borrow money, those costs have also gone from 1% or 2% to 4 or 5% on a short-term bond now. So those costs have gone up 100%. And guess what? We're, we're the only, we own that debt as citizens. So you can argue and say, well, I'm not paying that today. But in essence, it's a debt that's continuing to raise, and you're, you're, uh, you're accountable to it. It's kind of like a mortgage payment. You know, banks say, well, we've let people sort of not pay the full mortgage payments for a while. Well, guess what? They're still adding up, and you've got to pay them eventually, whether it's next year, next month, or next generation. Someone has to pay for that increasing debt. So when I add up all my, you know, personal inflation rate, as I said in the blog, we're well over 12%. Um, you need to do the same because on a day-to-day -day basis, you need to look at not only your investments, but what you need to live. So my big worry are people who are on fixed incomes because when you have a fixed income, that generally doesn't change. And most importantly, you don't have control over your income. So you have no way to increase it to keep up with this inflation. And with that, if you have some funds and you're in a you know, long-term bond situation or GIC at 4 or 5%, if your personal inflation rate is 12%, then you really have two choices. You can spend less, so that generally means as a senior, you're going to decrease your quality of life, or as a retired young person who's done well, and all of a sudden start realizing you have less money, you, you, you spend less, you live more frugally, or you find another way to increase your income to keep up with inflation. Both can be problematic. The third approach, which, which some lucky folks have, is they have such a surplus of, of monthly cash flow, it doesn't matter. Or they have so much cash in the bank, it doesn't matter. And those are the folks in general. We, there are a lot of those politicians in that situation. I mean, they have subsidized food at most uh, government offices in the sense of political offices. You know, Parliament Hill, you know, Queen's Park here in Toronto. I'm sure your Senate, if you're in the States, and different. I mean, they'll pay 250 for lunch. They have health care. They have an MRI machine. I mean, they don't, they don't live life like normal folks. So for them, the inflation, they say 2.8%. They think, yeah, well, yeah it's, well, I paid an extra 50 cents on my lunch at Parliament Hill or something. So it really isn't um, a real number. And that's why you need to sort of tune that out. Because here's what happens. When you, if you believe that inflation is 2.8%, but you have less to spend every month, more, you know, a great deal less than that number, you start to wonder, well, what are you doing wrong? you think, well, what am I doing? Well, answer is you're not doing anything wrong or different. You're just not understanding that that 2.8% doesn't mean anything. The other point is there's a lot of fluctuations. So if, if gas is, is way up 
and then the next month it's way down, or the next quarter it's way down. It looks like uh, the inflation rate is much lower than it is, but in fact you're still paying. Uh, so, so really take a close look at what's happening. I think you have to assume 10 to 15% inflation for the next while. At least right now, that's what it seems to be. And, and use all the ways you can to maintain your quality of life and standard of living, but to do it in a smart way. Um, the other um, thing you want to look at is if, if you've invested in, in stocks that are paying 7 8% dividend, you could argue, well, you're still losing some to inflation, but if, if those stocks appreciate or they have long-term value, um, you probably have an opportunity to stay ahead of the game. So this is Hank for Invest Like a Honeybee. Please make sure you, you pick up our free subscription to the, to the blog at Beehive. Same name, Invest Like a Honeybee. And if you go to Patreon once a month, I, I do an inside look at what's happening and how I'm investing. And this month, I'm, I'm putting through a, um, um, a real estate deal I did just recently closed, past month, and why I think it's one of the best ones I ever did. And take you through the back end of sort of the backstage of how I went through that, so hopefully we can all learn together. And the reason I love doing these is because I also can learn from it. That's on Patreon, and it's Be Money Smart. Again, I'm Hank for Invest Like a Honeybee. You have an amazing day, and we'll talk again soon. To learn more about how honeybees can help you in your investing and personal life, go to investlikeahoneybee.com. There you'll learn how listening to the honeybees helped us in so many ways and can help you. Investlikeahoneybee.com.